Welcome to the More For Me podcast by yours truly, Kat Nicole. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, it is an absolute honor and a privilege to have you here with me today. And so to you, I say, what up, homie? What's going on? How's your week been? I hope that all is well. And for those things that are not, I pray that they soon would move towards the well side, but that you would be at peace and comforted by the love of God in and wherever you are. Thank you again for joining me. Um, as always, I want to encourage you to take a moment like right now. You can pause the video and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, turn on your notifications for great reminders, but please feel free to like, comment, share, rate, and review. When you do those things, it helps other people find more for me by Kat Nicole. Why do more people need to find it? Glad you asked because it allows for me to increase my reach and impact and let other people know this amazing message and the good news that God wants more for them. Like literally he wants more for them in life and they can begin the amazing journey towards that destination of more. So today, guys, we're doing things a little bit different and you're going to see more of this. I had the privilege and the honor of interviewing Kelly. You're like, who's Kelly? Hang on. You'll figure out and learn who she is in a second. Um, Kelly happens to be a fellow Detroiter, 313 all day. Um, but she also went to the University of Michigan as well. And although we didn't go at the same time, we didn't attend at the same time. Uh, we were so fortunate for our past to cross and for us to connect. And Kelly is an amazing young woman and she's doing some phenomenal things. But more than what she's doing right now, now, she is just a phenomenal person. And as she uh, walks out her journey towards the destination of more that God has for her, I knew that it would bless our homieship, the homie pod, the squad, the crew. It would bless us to hear from her and, uh, and dig into her journey so that we can be exposed to what God is doing in and through her and just be encouraged as we journey towards the more that God has for us. So without further ado, check out my interview with Kelly. It was fun. It was amazing. And I know you're going to enjoy it. All right. Now, welcome to the More For Me podcast by Kat Nicole. Today, as you can see, I am not by myself. Guys, this is the second opportunity that I have to share the studio, share the studio uh, with a guest. And today I have Kelly here to hang out with me. You guys know I'm not going to introduce her because I want her to share everything she wants to about herself with you guys. Um, but today we have another more for me journey and Kelly's going to uh, bless us with some uh, some great portions of her journey, as well as just some nuggets. And uh, we're going to see and witness uh, how God has been moving her towards towards the destination for more and what that looks like for her. So, Kelly, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I want to say I love what you're doing with your podcast, the content that you're putting out there. And so I'm just excited to be able to be a part of it. Um, so just me in a nutshell, again, my name is Kelly. Uh, I'm a growth strategist. And so I love working with ambitious Christian women who are ready to start, discover, and monetize their purpose projects. And so I've had the blessing to start an organization with my husband, called the Hope Ambassadors. And through that, I've been able to connect with women who really are at a space where they know that God has put something inside of them and they just really need clarity around what that thing is so they can move forward to really embracing it, owning it, and stepping fully into their kingdom assignment. 
And that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so the, as soon as you started talking and you said for women, I'm like, oh, man, there's some male homies out here. So I, I'm sure that they can get some love, too. So don't don't tune us out because uh, she focuses on uh, helping women. Uh, there, there's 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 more for me. There's more for you. There's more for everybody. Uh, but I, I love that you um, you say you work with your husband. Guys, you you don't know this, but I will go ahead and put myself on blast and share uh, that Kelly was so gracious as uh, my husband and I got he was ready for this interview and kind of struggled a little bit getting getting the uh, the setup and everything together. Um, but to be able to uh, to journey with and work alongside, especially uh, in a kingdom mission or yeah, in a kingdom mission with your with your spouse is pretty awesome. So I know you uh, appreciate that as, as much as as much as I do. Um, so so glad to have you here today, and we're gonna jump right in, and um, I'll let you um, have the mic back there and tell us a little bit uh, about you, and feel free to start. Uh, where you are um, now, if that's where you want to pick up, or if you want to take us back a little bit and, and give us a little, uh, uh, I guess, memory lane of, of, of what your journey has been. Go ahead. Sure, sure. Um, and yes, working with uh, a spouse is an amazing <laughs> uh, growth opportunity, we'll say that. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll just start, you know, from what I would say was like the uh, catalyst, so to speak of what the assignment is that God has been walking in today. And so um, this probably started back initially, maybe in 2013, when my husband and I were expecting our first child. And at the time we weren't married um, and we had, we gave birth to our first child. And about a week or so after that, he went off to um, the police academy for five months. <laughs> so I stayed with his parents. Um, once he got back, we got um, placed about an hour or so away from our family. So that was our first time kind of like getting our own space, moving out. When our son, and by that time we got, I should also mention we got married two weeks after <laughs> our son was born. Um, once we had our son, you know, things were going okay. We were kind of getting the feel for like being real adults. And when our son was about eight months, we found out we were expecting again. So <laughs> for, you know, <laughs> for about a year, we had managed to have two kids get married and moved about two times in the midst of like a, a two-year period. Wow. And so needless to say, um, you know, things kind of came crashing down. We didn't really have any plans, um, any expectations when we got married. And um, things just kind of caught up to us. We had a really rocky start to our marriage. And um, some things happened that, you know, weren't great. And we were almost about to be over. So in the midst of that, dealing with the hormones that come along with having children, the um, identity crisis that I was having by being thrust into these new roles as a wife and a mom, and really being let down yeah, <laughs> by yeah. these things, by the expectations of these things. I, I think I had them kind of on a pedestal of what I thought they would be like. And once I received them, I was honestly let down <laughs> by what, what came along with it. And so... Um... Did you have an expectation to be a mom and like you knew like I want to be a mom, I want to be a wife. And so those things were already expectations or did motherhood um, even throw a curveball for you? Absolutely. So I definitely knew that I was going, my husband and I, we dated for maybe like six years before we got married. We were college sweethearts. Aww. And so um, 
I definitely was like, yeah, like when, you know, we need to get the ball rolling. And I always knew that kids would come along with it, but I never got to the point where I was like, you know how you get that maternal like clock click ticking and you're like, I just want to be a mom. I had never gotten to that point yet. Um, I just knew that it was something that I wanted to do. And the way I always expected that playing out was me still working in my career, climbing the corporate ladder, me building that foundation first, then having kids very like, you know, systematic. And it didn't look anything like that. I ended up being a stay-at-home mom. Um, I ended up, you know, just getting thrust into everything all at one time. Okay. So and you- I really struggled with the fact that I, I never got into that space where I was like really excited and had an opportunity to look forward to motherhood. And I thought that that was actually um, a down, a, like a, a, a handicap for me in motherhood. That's good. That's good. Let's let's take a step back. And so you said you mentioned like that you thought that you would be uh, fully into your career and working and kind of grooving as a in your your the newness of being married. And then at some point you have children. So tell us a little bit about your your background in terms of maybe what you studied in school and either what path you were on or where you thought you were going to be in terms of your career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when I found out that we were expecting my son, I was actually just kind of rocking across the stage um, for my master's in urban planning and economic development. And so I had a really big heart. I'm from Detroit. And so my heart was to really um, participate in like the revitalization of our city um, to work on economic development projects, community development. And so that's what I was excited about doing. I really wanted to get into a company that was going to allow me to help out with, um, you know, different economic development projects. And so when I ended up moving away (laughs) from the city, you know, that I love and now I'm at home and that was the decision that we made because it just didn't seem feasible once you start adding on two kids, like the opportunity, you know, I looked for different things, but it had to be like the right opportunity for me to really um, justify spending most of my income for the opportunity (laughs) to work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and so that's how I kind of initially fell into entrepreneurship because I had someone that I was working with before as their fundraising um, assistant. And what I did was I started um, like a virtual assistant business. I didn't even really know that that's what it was called. I just reached back out to this person and and turned them into my client. And I was (laughs) like, hey, I can manage your business while I'm here. I'll come to your office a couple of times a week. And um, that was the beginning of like, okay, I can do this. There's people out there who want people to work for them, but they aren't ready to bring on a full-time team member. That's good. That's so good. So um, despite kind of sharing, and I know we didn't go into all the details, so uh, you have this beautiful smile, so it kind of seems lighter, but I don't want to let that take away from like, no, really, like there was a a lot going on um, in terms of, like you said, disappointment, um, struggle with identity, um, some of the decisions that you guys were having to make. And when what you just said, like, hey, this is where entrepreneurship came in, but that even in all those things that you were struggling with, whether it it was all happening at the same time or they were kind of giving you some space in between, um, that's normally not how life works. So I'm pretty sure you were handling multiple things, um, issues and concerns at the same time, but that you still found the opportunity. And, you know, that's largely what More For Me is about is that, hey, we can get better in everything and everything really presents us an opportunity for that in the moment 
maybe not. Sometimes it really is that hindsight that you have to look back and say, oh, wow, look at this. Other times, though, you can legitimately um, see and experience the the growth and, and appreciate that opportunity to kind of shift and become um, a better version of yourself, if you will. So that's pretty dope that you kind of seize that opportunity. What made you um, what made you think about or kind of lock in on, hey, I'm going to look for an entrepreneurship opportunity? Yeah, so um, a big part of it was the fact that while I was at home, and I love that show, it's called There's More For Me, I, I had this feeling like there has to be more than this. You know, my husband, he was had a very demanding job, and I was home with the littles, and um, I ended up kind of starting to play around with, like, getting more into self-care and trying to take care of myself a little bit better, and through that, that's how I actually started my first online business, which was a subscription box service for moms. It was like a self-care company. And I was like, okay, I started seeing the possibilities that I can not only um, be home and and have this experience being home with the kiddos, but I can actually earn income and I can actually start something that is, you know, for me, some of the things that I was looking for in my career. But what I would say is when I was still kind of going through that struggle period, before I really began to connect back with God, um, I was still seeking validation from those things in the same way that I was seeking validation from having a career moving up Mm -hmm. the corporate ladder. And so with that misplacement of where my validation was coming from, that struggle still persisted, even though on the outside, I was looking like I was, you know, I had it all together. We had just bought our first house. Oh, you guys have two kids. You're starting your business. I think, you know, things look like they're going along. And I really was at like the worst place I've been like ever been in my life. Mm. So. So one of these themes that I, I've I've been noticing kind of in life in general, and um, I, let me let me not go all the way down the rabbit trail <laughs> that just popped in my mind. But one of the things that I noticed, and it's a theme for sure, is when more looks like less. When when it looks like more, but it really is less. And it looks like more, right? So that's a circular reference. Thanks, Excel. But there are times like what you just say is like. On the outside, the exterior, there was more. We had more. So for everybody else, they're yeah. like, ah, you know, like you, you doing it. But you really did not have more. It was really less. And then as you shift for other people's perspective where, you know, things change and you, you lose things, um, jobs change and so on. So you continue to go through your journey and this process that you um, have to partake in and for other people on the outside, it may then look like less. Like, how is this more? That like, if I go so from five real. to two, uh, <laughs> simple math tells me I have less. But in reality, you have more. So I, I love that you said that because I, I, I definitely, I know it's a theme for me in my life that that there are moments when it's like, I like physically, tangibly, hands on, th- this is less. Like, this looks like less. But in reality, um, once I uh, took a different perspective and looked through uh, a godly lens that I could see the more in that decrease. So, um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you shared that. That's so good. Um, what what about uh, tell us a little bit more about your shift in your journey and that progress from from the struggle to um, the more that you're at today. And we'll, we'll dig into your, your more today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, at one point, I remember walking with my son, he was maybe like 18 months old, we were getting mail. And I just had this moment, like, God, like, why have you forsaken me? Like, Mm. this is not the way things are supposed to go. And I felt like he literally was like, no, why have you forsaken me? 
And so what I realized is that I had placed all these things on a pedestal and I was looking for validation from my marriage. I was looking for my husband to be like, not just make me happy or be content and enjoy, but, but like, no, like the source of my happiness. So like yeah. when he's seeming like he's thriving and still maintaining the social life in the midst of all we got going on, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, you're supposed to be like in the trenches with me. You know what I mean? Toddlers are not, I'm just, I'm just going to be, in my experience, are not a great source of validation. Like they don't validate you like a manager or a boss. They're not like, okay, you're doing really great with this. Our company can't thrive without you. Like they're like, throwing stuff on the floor like at times I would take it personally like are you guys really trying to break me and they're two and three right but like my head was like in such a space where like my self-worth was extremely low which I'm typically a pretty confident person um but I felt like Laura I am failing at this motherhood thing maybe it's because I did this you know and I wasn't ready maybe I'm missing a gene (laughs) <laughs> like a mom gene that like other moms have where they're excited and they're like loving this and you know it got to the point where I really hit a rock bottom and my self-worth was so down that I I believed that my family was going to be better off without me mm. I believed that my husband would maybe find somebody who like loved kids and was like a Mary Poppins type of person and you know that my kids they were too little they wouldn't remember me anyway and that's when thoughts started coming in of like you don't really need to be here and in fact people would probably be better off if you weren't. Yeah. And I think that was like the pivotal, like rock bottom moment where those thoughts were persisting over a period of time. And it wasn't until I saw stories of, of this playing out tragically that I was like, oh, wait, I may need to get some help for this. This may not be something I can manage on my own. That's good. That's good. And and the the interesting thing, like, even though I was laughing when you were talking about toddlers, like, it wasn't laughter because I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you know how, you know, I definitely understand. And although our kids are six and three, so they have three years apart, but like solo, my son alone, I would sometimes sit there and look at that joker like, you woke up to take me out. Is like, is this like legit? I think you're against me. You cannot be from me. <laughs> like, you trying to take me out and you're doing a pretty good job. So I definitely understanding the the struggle. Um, and yeah, I, I know, I know that God has done a work in me now because my oldest ones are six, almost seven and five. And I have a toddler now and I'm like, Oh, I forgot what this was like. <laughs> I forgot how y'all roll. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. This is your world. How can I help yep. you? Let me know how I can facilitate yep. your life better. <laughs> now that that that's so good, but that um, and even in hearing that, and both in us kind of share, both of us at this point in time sharing, kind of in that moment of how how this happened in our motherhood journey. Um, one of the things I like about being able to to converse with people like you and even share my story is helping others realize that, like that they're not alone. Um, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter um, what credentials you have, where you come from, like we all go through some type of struggle. Um, and if we're brave and bold enough to share kind of like just like you're doing right now, um, that there there's a connection point to know that there's nothing new under the sun. Literally, it says it in the Bible It's real. Like, there's nothing new. But, you know, I, too, struggled with um, I, I used to tell uh, people that I was basically kind of dancing like around like postpartum depression for sure I think I got really really close to it but there was one friend like it was literally one conversation and it kind of pulled me back from that edge and then I started to to pay more attention to myself and kind of 
try to figure out like what is what is this going on in this season but identity issues to have an independent like you're just doing it you're you're graduating with your master's like you have plans 313 all day Detroit love right here like I'm going back I'm improving my city like takeover yeah. it's going down and then for all of that to shift um I can only imagine like the the different levels of, of struggles and then for yours to reach a, a different level and I thank God that you you kind of hit that wall to kind of wake you yeah. up to say hey I need to do I need to do something different and I need some help with this so that that's a that's an amazing testimony and, and portion of your journey for sure to for sure to celebrate that you're even here um and thriving not just here right we when a child of God you you do more than survive we thrive <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely yes. so um so you, you you got the help that you needed and things started to turn around um you're a growth strategist right it's what you do yeah. tell us a, more about the growth that you saw during those struggles, right? So you talk about the struggles and mostly people would just say like, I made it through, like I'm here, but let's, let's, let's dig into a little bit more. Like tell us how you grow, you grew, excuse me, like tangible ways, maybe just a couple examples. I don't want yeah, I don't want you to, do, no. to present your whole memoir. We'll, we'll buy that later, but tell <laughs> us a little more. Yes. Yes. No. So the growth, like you said, I did seek help and that really just got me to a space of like, okay, now I need to implement and figure out what it is I need to do because the help that I'm getting is like temporary. Like I need to be able to be sustainable and like, and thrive, like you said. And so really what that process looked like, if I really condense it down, is what I call like a purpose revival. And that's something that I offer to my community. Our, my online community is called the Purpose Revival for Ambitious Christian Women. And what it did going through this process really just breathed life back into my purpose, and it totally reformed it. And so before it was about, you know, accolades, if I'm honest, it was yeah. about um, people telling me that I did a good job, that I was needed, um, that I was valued. And um, the first part of that really was getting clear on my kingdom identity, really getting clear on the gifts and talents that God had placed inside of me. Um, seeking God first, so being able to like really <laughs> like quiet myself and just sit before him and take away my expectations again, you know, because I can come to him with some pretty amazing plans that I think are, are dope. Um, <laughs> but as I had seen in the past, you know, when I do them on my own, you know, they're, they're disappointing. And so I had to really lay those things down to the side and, and ask God, like, what is it that you are putting me here for? What have you placed inside me? How do I use these things? And when I was able to do that, I was able to start using them not just to build a business, but I was able to even use them within my home. I was able to say like, no, the way God created me is important to my husband. It's important. It's an important piece for my kids. It doesn't matter if I'm like a soccer mom or I have like a million calendars or I'm, you know, baking cakes <laughs> or whatever, yeah, yeah. or if I'm just the mom that's like going to push you. Like if you fall, I'm going to be like, let's get back up and keep going. However it was that he created me was that way for a purpose. I had to really get clear on that kingdom identity first. Um, next, I had to figure out what mattered most. And so I had to, and a lot of times we say things matter to us, but when we really look at where we're spending our time, our money, our energy, that's what actually matters. That's where we're actually placing our value. And so I could say, you know, um, well, what matters to me is, you know, my, my children knowing that I love them or, you know, my husband feeling supported or me 
reaching other people and helping them fulfill, you know, get their businesses off the ground or get or see their visions. But if I wasn't really placing my time, energy, and my resources into that, then how was I actually moving that forward? So when I had to really sit down and say, all right, Lord, in this particular season where you have me, I can't do all the things. I can't build subscription boxes, you know, nurse until two in the morning and, you know, try to work on people's, you know, back end of their businesses. Like you have to let me know what is it that matters most right now. And when I was clear on that, the third thing I had to do was really start eliminating the fluff. And this is a really challenging um, part for a lot of women, especially when we're, we're connected to so many different roles, when we are supporting when a friend comes to us and they have a vision that's going on and now we want to get behind their vision and it's really hard for us to sometimes to really sink into what the assignment is that God has placed in us and give ourselves permission to really commit to that and eliminate things that's not moving us closer to that. Um, the fourth is something my husband and I we call a pain to gain and that's really identifying where we're healing from and so all that trauma mm. and things that you know when we went through in our marriage that I went through with um, an identity around being a mom um you know really sitting that for a minute and realizing that there's somebody else out there that's experiencing that too and so like you just mentioned like literally when I share things like this or share this story I have to think in my head that there's one person out there who can hear this and say like okay I'm going to push through. I'm going to persist. I'm going to, you know, connect back to God. Like this is not the end. Um, and that's really what pushes me to be able to go ahead and share some of those things that are really personal and that you want to be like, okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like but that was over. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Like what's the next thing? But you know, that's uh, a big part of that as believers is really using our testimony to um, encourage other people. And that's really what the gain is in there, that you gain the opportunity to connect with other people and um, help them see through some of the roadblocks and things that you already went through. And so, uh, and then finally, just really connecting with your kingdom assignment. And so I think a lot of times we skip to that. We skip to, all right, God, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want me to do? We want to do, do, do. And, you know, until you really know who you are, until you really um discover what it is that matters and what's most important to God, redefine success from God's lens and not your own. Um, I think that's where some of that more, um, less is more comes from is because our idea of success always involves access. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where God's, um, you know, definition of success is usually a lot more minimal. You know, it's like, it's like a more minimalist approach to things. And so sometimes it's hard to start taking those things off, especially when we've held them so close to us. But in doing that, you know, we really are able to step into our kingdom assignment and really find um, the things that we were looking for, ironically, by being in a place where God really presented us to be. That's good. That's so good. I am taking notes here. Always, <laughs> always a student looking to learn and just soaking it all in. Um, when you said uh, that more is access, that really, um, and we know biblically that everything, uh, everything in the world, God inverts that thing, right? Same thing, yeah. like, right? Serving leadership. Jesus came, he came to serve. He's the greatest leader, but he was like, I am going to serve. Um, right. So that just flipped the whole king, the whole world on its head. But the fact that more is excess and less is really more. Is that that that's that paradigm where God, like you said, it's, it's a, a more of a minimalistic uh, perspective, but that you don't necessarily and not to say. 
Because, you know, sometimes people will take it a little bit too far. You're like, well, then don't have anything. No, it's not poverty that you can't have. But um, mostly it sometimes manifests itself in the natural and physical in terms of actual possessions and things or stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we start with the the inside and your your heart and so on and, and what that is attaching to, right? So I didn't need all this stuff, like you said, in order to be validated or to have a sense of purpose. Like I have an identity and a purpose and it's in God, in one, in one, not in many, not in many things, right? All that other stuff is insignificant. So it really is that that boiling it down to what's important. I love those, uh I love those steps. Nice. We got five. You know, that's one of my numbers right there. Five. <laughs> so, so you, you, you said um, that you, the first thing was uh, identifying your, your, your identity in God, solidifying that, like who you are in, in, in God. And then um, what matters most, figuring that out, eliminating the fluff in your life uh, Four, pain to gain seeing the value that your healing has brought about so you can share your testimony and then five connecting with uh with your your kingdom assignment and let's not lose sight here homies that um we can't start at the assignment right so steps one through four lead you to step five that's why they're called steps (laughs) but it's literally leading you to step five and that you have to be willing to do that do the work in advance so that when you get to, when you are connected to your assignment, you're equipped for it. You've been exposed, you've been empowered, and now you're equipped. If we start at step five, then there's failure, there's disappointment because we haven't put in the work. We haven't journeyed towards the more. We just want to start at more. Like, no, 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 no. You have to journey. That's why we're journeying together. We're sharing your story here. This is a part to understand and be exposed to your story so that we understand um, that it's a process for everybody. I love that. That's that that that's tremendous growth, I would say. And I know that there's a, a lot more if we dig into the, the details in terms of 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 what exactly um each of those steps kind of uh brought about for you in terms of your your actual growth during the struggle in your life. Um and I will be foolish to think that you have arrived. Um I love to say that uh more more is is unique for each individual. And you never really reach more. You just continue to journey towards more, right? So yeah. at one point in your life, you see more as being this one thing, but you have you have to keep going. You can't just reach there and be like, I'm a good mom now. All right, we can park the car. No more journey. No, 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 yeah. no. You keep on yeah, pressing. You can't get yeah. complacent. Content, always content, but never complacent. So yeah. tell us more about, every time I say more now, Kind of tickles me. But uh, tell us uh, more about um, where you're going. Where's your more? A little bit more on it. <laughs> now I'm just going to keep saying more. Give us a little bit more on what you um, are doing present day. And then kind of if you have a next project or even further down the line, like, hey, I'm looking way ahead. And I know this is where God is taking me. I love to for the homies to, to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like God is just always revealing, you know, more and more each day. And I think like you just mentioned when you said um, being content and not complacent, like get into a a space of true contentment in your journey and where you are on that, I think is huge. And so, you know, if you talk about like what I foresee in the future, um, digging deeper into really helping people step into their kingdom assignments. And what that looks like, you know, for me, is helping them, one, to get clarity about what that even is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but two, in a huge part of it, you know, because we can have the strategies and we can get the, the tips and the things like that, but a huge part of that is really helping them to embrace it, you know, embrace what their assignment is, embrace their message in a way that allows them to confidently and boldly put it out there, um, share it with people, share it, whether that's through their, their platforms that they're building, the audiences, or even, you know, within their families or people that they come in contact with to really own um, who they are in Christ. And then um, through that, you know, getting to, you know, thoroughly get into a space where they can connect with their audience and know exactly what they need, you know, so they can provide a transformation for them. So once they're going through this process and they're ready to serve other people, you know, what what is it that the people that they're called to serve, what do they need? How can they create um, transformative products or services that really help um, take them to the next level and what they're trying to achieve? So I hear you say you said this this thing is growing. That's what you're saying. Expand yeah. expand that reach and that impact. I hear you. That's awesome. Yeah, I think as believers, you know, that's all we can really do is is just try to find the people that we're called, you know, to impact and to and to be a part of their lives. And then it's a ripple, you know what I mean? Um, and then they go out and they do things and then they go out. And and I'm just so blessed for the people who have shared their story and their testimonies. And that was the way that I was able to identify that I needed to get help when I was in that that area. And then the people around me who made me feel um, confident enough to go ahead and get that help. That's good. That's good. Um so, so because you are a growth strategist, I would be remiss if I didn't allow for you to bless the homies uh, with, um, with growth strategy. So um, we know, like literally, there is growth in the struggle. There are opportunities for growth, even in the struggle. Um, and also in the good times, right? Some people are like, hey, it's good. Nothing can get better. There's always room for growth. Period. Oh, yeah. Always room yeah. for growth, but definitely um, in terms of struggle, give us, give us, give us a few things to um, to think about, to ponder over um, going forward. Whether or not the homies are in a present day struggle, or it's for the struggle to come, or the struggle of a friend. Uh, we live in community and we do life together as God intended. So, uh, what what do you have for us in terms of tangible and practical things that we can apply uh, to? growing in the struggle and even maybe trying to appreciate that before the struggle is over. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is connecting with God. And I'm going to speak on that for a second, because I know that as soon as I say that somebody out there is going to be like, okay. (laughs) And the reason why I know that is because when I point to the moments of growth in my life and when I felt like I needed to connect with God, I had resistance internal resistance to really sitting down and connecting with God. When we talked about my um, struggles within like my marriage and my motherhood in the beginning, I, I knew I needed to connect with God. There was times where my husband, we would literally sit at the table and he would try to, he would just sit there and read the word to me because I, and I, while I was just sobbing because I was so disconnected and so, you know, broken that I wasn't able to to do that for myself. He was essentially trying to feed me spiritually because yeah. I was just, so depleted um and it wasn't until again I, I took measures to get to like a good homeostasis where I was like okay all right I need to connect with God because that's the only reason I'm going to be able to be um sufficient and not have to rely on these things but even if we track back to um after I had my my uh, our last child I went through a whole year of trying to like get back started 
you know, during that point. And I kept trying it on my own. I kept trying to work myself up. I knew what I needed to do. I had had a pretty successful business. And so I really just needed to just relaunch that business. Yeah. But I had so much resistance to it. And I knew I needed to sit down and connect with God. But I felt resistance to doing that. I'm like, I can't just sit down. Like, where's that time going to come from? And all right, God, well, I'm saying my prayers, I'm doing my devotionals. And it wasn't until I really was like, okay, I need to really like lay everything down and, and just commit to him with no expectation of like getting something from it. And the reason why I know people, when I first said that, were probably like, okay, it's because I used to do that. Like when these six and seven figure arch Christian entrepreneurs would be like, I sat down and God gave me a business strategy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, because like I sat down with God too, and he didn't give me a, a seven-figure business idea. Like, so you missing some steps here. You know, you're not telling me everything. And so I started trying to look for all the steps. I invested in coaches after coaches. Like I've spent thousands of dollars in coaching programs to get the steps. But it wasn't until I really was able to connect with God because every time I would get into those programs, I was running from the thing that he had actually told me to do. Mm. When I sat back and looked through all my notebooks. I saw that this purpose revival had been in my notebook since 2017. Come on. I had been creating this thing over and over again. Every time I had an opportunity to invest and to move forward, I went back to the safe route, which was, you know, building the business. And so connecting with God is a crucial step that you can't overlook. Um, and I would say with that, just start with simplicity, literally just start with turn on some worship music and just sit in there before him. Um, doing it in the shower, even um, while you're walking, just these normal steps. And what I will add as well as that, which was really helpful to me and I didn't mention is learning about God's identity and God's character. That was huge for me because I didn't realize that I was having some challenges really connecting with God um, because I was maybe seeing him through the lens of like how you would see like an earthly father or these people yep. around me who had disappointed me. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't how I really connected with like, oh my goodness, like, he loves me like he is my father like he wants to show me these things and he has been with me through all these things and, and when I would go through these things and I would just curl up and I felt like his presence around me just you know yeah. keeping me and yeah. so until you can really get that level of connection with God the other things are really going to be void you know and so I would say really start with that and when God does reveal that to you really commit to executing in that area and that you know that may start with identifying the resources that you have available to um to do that execution that's so good that's so good that's so good <laughs> man you guys better take these growth strategy nuggets it's it's uh it's <laughs> i say it often hey here's something that's simple it's like what's the solution oh it's simple it's not easy but it's simple um even as you say like I, I knew it and then I rejected it and kind of ran from it, you know, moonwalk out of here. But that it, it, it can be so simple if we embrace it. That's so good. And, and even the understanding God's identity even in the discovery of yourself is very important as well because we're made yes. in his image. Right. Yes. And so if I begin to believe about my creator whose image I made in, then it, it kind of clicks a little bit easier to believe some of that stuff about myself. And definitely to remove um, that he is a father, he's, he's the father, right? So he's not like my earthly father. He's not like other men on the earth. He's not like anybody else that I may have experienced, whether it's hurt, rejection, pain, like whatever 
sin that I've experienced from man, that that's not what you're receiving for him. And I think um, we are all too often um, attribute to God characteristics of man. And then it becomes a wall that you have to figure out how to get over, get through, tear down so that you can you can have your 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 breakthrough, get your car repaired and get back on the road journeying towards that destination that he has for each and every one of us. Um, Kelly, this has been amazing, yo. So exciting. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to to share um, uh, your journey, to uh, be blessed by your insight and your wisdom and even learn about what it is that you're doing for the kingdom. Now, my 313 is like, do you have in your back pocket um, this uh, Detroit development and revitalization? Do you think that's still something in your heart? This is just a selfish question as a fellow Detroiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of my visions is to um, to really to get into real estate redevelopment. And so to be able to, you know, get to the position where we're, you know, buying property and able to um, fix it up so that, you know, we can bless other people. That's so good. There, There's so many, uh, I believe people out there, but for sure in my circle, so many fellow Detroiters that I know, and all of us have this common theme and this thread of a heartbeat for Detroit. And that even yeah. though most of us don't live there anymore, that we still see our dollars going back there and our hearts yeah. and minds are generally churning about a way to, to impact the city and uh, help it to continue to be uh, as great as it is, but even greater um, for sure. So that that was just my selfish nugget. Uh, but I definitely want to thank you uh, for joining, uh, for your grace <laughs> with Team Thompson's uh, technical issues at the top of the interview. Um, but this has been a huge blessing. Don't um, don't let us end though without you sharing how people can connect with you because you are a growth strategist. You are changing, uh, changing the world and influencing, impacting the kingdom. So I definitely want the homies to be able to know how they can uh, reach out to you, whether they want personal consultations, they don't know where to start, or they just want to plug in and hear more from Kelly. Please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned before, I do have a community on Facebook called Purpose Revival for Ambitious Christian Women. Um, and so I'm, you know, very active over there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kelly L. McLean. If you do want to, you know, schedule a time to talk and chat, you can do that at bit.ly slash KLM connection call. Um, and so those are probably the best ways to reach us. If you want to um, learn more about what we're doing with the Hope Ambassadors, you can follow us over, or you can go to the uh, thehopeambassadors.com. And I do um, like a business training uh, every Wednesday on Facebook. And oh, that's nice. on my uh, Kelly L. McLean page. Hey guys, I've, uh, I've, I've tuned in before. It's, it's worth, it's worth joining the group. <laughs> it's worth, it's worth joining, jumping on that live. Uh, you know, we're in Cali, so I normally have to catch it afterwards, but that replay still be just as fire. Um, so it's definitely worth joining. I'll throw it in the show notes. So, um, you don't have to rewind a bunch of times to try to get it down, but you'll just be able to find it there in the show notes so that you can connect with Kelly, show her some love and, uh, bless her and let her bless you. Uh, so Kelly, thank you for joining us today. Um, Guys, you know it. There is more for me. There is more for you. And that even happens in the struggle. There is growth and opportunity in the struggle. Kelly's testimony tells us that. And we just heard a snippet of it. And But there's probably something in your present day that you've experienced. Or you can look back and say, you know what? I did. I am better after that struggle when I made it through and you will make it through. So more for me, more for you. 
We just got to go ahead after that thing. So let's get it, guys. Y'all take care. So how did you guys like the episode? Did you enjoy it? I thought it was really good, and I enjoyed it myself. Uh, so honored that Kelly uh, took the time out of her schedule, and Lord knows I took up a lot of her time today um, to hang out with us and bless us with some of her growth strategy. And Kelly is a growth strategist, to say the least. She's just not uh, pouring out nuggets for us today and blessing us, but if this is an area that you need some assistance with, guys, and gals, uh, she and her husband work together. So there's opportunities, guys. Don't don't, don't shy away from it uh, just because uh, she mentioned uh, ladies being her focus. But there's opportunity for everybody to grow here. And you can connect with Kelly one-on-one. -on -one. I'll drop all those nuggets that she provided us in the show notes so that you can connect with her on Facebook, Instagram, as well as through their website and see what resources and tools that they have available for you guys to help you grow in your walk and head full steam ahead towards that destination of more. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in with me today, hanging out until the end. And I'll see you again here next week, uh, dropping on Tuesday, same time, same place. And uh, listen at your leisure. But whatever you do, make sure you do listen and enjoy. Remember, God has more for me. He has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. <laughs>